0: Jeffrey neurotically cares what other people think of him. He keeps posting support on his social media for the current thing, even though he doesn't even believe in it. If if I don't show my support for this trend, then people will stop talking to me. But Jeffrey, those people don't even like you anyway. Now, fair enough. If you were going to change yourself for those that love you, like your family or your close friends, fine. But caring so much about these random strangers who not only don't even like you, some of them actually dislike you. You're wasting your time, Jeffrey. Adonis. Adonis couldn't care less what a stranger thinks of him. He is only concerned with the criticism and feedback of his tribe. A fat, ugly British man shouts at Adonis from the pub. But why would Adonis care? That man has achieved nothing. He keeps on walking. I don't know about you, bro, but I've gave far too many f***s in my life. And this is how we're going to organize it. Because, you know, there's like this community online of guys who don't care. You know, Sigma male guys. And obviously, they're like, they're f- cringe bro. There's a way to not care about what people think and most people haven't done this right. Most people try to think like oh yeah I want to stop caring what the people think. That's psychotic. That's actually like there's got to be something wrong with you. This seems weird for this video but it's, there's got to be something wrong with you if you have this desire to not care what anyone thinks of you. In this video it's not that we're trying to not care about what anyone thinks of us. It's that we're trying to not care of what these random quite frankly irrelevant strangers think of us. You will always and you should always care about what the people in your tribe think of you. And that's a fantastic mechanism built inside of humans we're naturally just aligned to what our tribe our family friends your close people think of us and with that we calibrate and start becoming more valuable to the tribe that's a really good thing never ever get upset that you care about someone in your tribe the reason why like i've built this success is because i genuinely care what you think of me i might be the first like man that you've ever seen say this i genuinely care what my like youtube viewers think of me so i may be an exception to this because i care about what like a million guys think of me but that's a part of my tribe that i'm leading. If I wasn't like the YouTuber that I am, and I was more like, you know, a guy who worked like a normal job, for example, you know, like not with the masses watching him. My tribe who I would care about would be some of my co-workers, you know, the guys that I really liked and, you know, the girls who work there and, you know, you're close to them. My family, my friends, maybe some important people from my childhood, you know, some good friends or something. The thing is most likely that's relatable to you right now. Most likely they're the people that you've built this desire from this like Jeffrey propaganda that spreads around, which is that you know, you shouldn't care what anyone thinks of you. I just want to Give you this warning because too many guys get into this pathway and you might be one of them who don't want to care what anyone thinks. And trust me, if that actually happens, the reason why I'm giving you this warning is because I've been there. There was a time when I didn't care about what anyone in my tribe thought. I blocked each and every one of my family on WhatsApp. Like I blocked all their numbers. I took a taxi like an Uber from my family house back to the city. So I moved home and I was home for you know a few days and I didn't like like my family. This was bad times for me. And after we had like this massive argument and I swore at my dad's face, you know, he's screaming at me everything, it's just aggressive. You know, I'm maybe 20 years old, 21, 22 years old. And I'm pissed off that, you know, my family is still like this and still being abusive. I just left an apartment in Manchester, UK, where I was living like a degenerate, just smoking weed all day and everything. And, you know, moved back home to try and fix my life. And this was before I officially moved back home. And after having this shitty, like, argument with my family, I remember literally just packing one bag, like one big duffel bag, got into an Uber on the way back to Manchester, literally went on my phone, blocked all of their numbers, you know, on WhatsApp, on phone numbers, everything, right? I get to Manchester and, like, I had no one. Like, I had this one girl who I lived with who, you know, was like kind of like my girlfriend, but we didn't even get along that nicely, honestly. And so hopefully you can believe this when I tell you that I may be one of the only people that you've actually listened to who genuinely did not care what anyone in this tribe thought because... I had no one in my tribe because at this moment when I moved back home for a solid one year, I spoke to no one. For one year, I had my family blocked. I did not speak to them. For one year, the only person I had to my side was this girl that like it was a toxic relationship. I was constantly anxious that she was cheating on me. We weren't even like partners in a sense. For one year, I spoke to no one. For one year, I had no one in my tribe. For one year, I didn't give a fuck. Just like exactly what you wanted, right? I didn't give a fuck. and guess how good my life was. I smoked weed every single day. I went to the gym max two times a week, max when I was on a push-pull like six days a week split and I'd go two times a week max. I'd cheat on my diet every single day. I'd eat junk food every single day, bro, with a girl, with a fucking girlfriend that I was in love with in the same apartment. I had a porn addiction. When you don't care what people in your tribe think, you become subhuman please understand this. If there is a person out there who doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks, that person is subhuman. Because the human part of us is tribal. The human part of us is so like consciously connected to each other, like the fellow man, that we're supposed to care and cooperate with each other. And so many young guys are on this pursuit of wanting to care less without actually hearing this from anyone else. Now, having said that, at the same time, so many young guys need to be on this pursuit because they care too much about what that random dickhead in high school says about them. And you're probably like that too. I just wanted to give you that warning. I know for a fact that by me telling you that instead of just jumping straight into number one, number two, the YouTube retention has went down. I've literally just sacrificed some like performance and like revenue and shit for this video. But I really wanted to just say that let's move on to the actual video. Before I tell you about these seven ways to stop giving a fuck, I want to start with some words of Adonis. Your time is limited. Do not waste it living someone else's life. The first way to stop giving a fuck is to realize that most people don't actually care about you. They're not even thinking about you. This may be slightly hard to believe and you may be so sure that people are thinking about you. Why? Really question this right now because you've probably never done this. Question why most of us think that everyone else is looking and thinking about us. Why is that such a common trait these days in these modern times? Maybe because of the conditioning that we've been brought up with. You're a superstar, yay! Oh, here you go, participation trophy. You're so important, you're so special. Oh, look, the nerd who's exactly like you in the Hollywood movie. Everyone's looking at him, oh my God, he keeps getting bullied. Everyone's thinking about him. Bro, newsflash, unless you're like Andrew Tate, no one's really thinking about you. Honestly, and you might not believe this because you've got this like huge inflated ego and it's not your fault that you have that. The modern times is really fucked. It's like the things that sound like good ideas, like, you know, inflating kids' egos and telling them, yeah, you're really special. Like it hasn't really turned out that well because now these kids are just like brain dead and they just think that they don't need to work hard anymore. At the same time, you probably agree you've been conditioned to think that you're so important to everyone else. And the thing is like, they don't care. Guess why? Because they're thinking about themselves because they've went through the same conditioning as you. So we're all sat here thinking about ourselves and also thinking that everyone else is thinking about us when everyone else is just thinking about themselves. You're not that important. Once you realize that most people don't actually care about you or don't even think about you that much, you start to feel a little bit more free and think, okay, fuck it. Like they're not even thinking about me anyway, so I can live the way that I want to live. The second way to stop giving a fucking my favorite, which changed my life personally, improve your mental health. I have a full mental health guide. It's like two hours long where I literally sat down and I walked through like the exact process of improving your mental health. They'll be linked as a card and in the description. I highly recommend if you haven't already, just go watch that. When you improve your mental health, you stop getting these neurotic anxious thoughts that, you know, people are thinking about you, that people are judging. You. Because think about it, that thought that we get that you know people are judging us, and that's why we care too much, right? It's a symptom of poor mental health. That's why we get it because it's in the mind. So why don't we just go through the step-by-step process of improving our mental health? And you can do this by yourself for free. There's nothing to buy. You can do it completely for free today. And it takes literally just two weeks to improve your mental health. I promise you, if you follow the advice in that big guide that I've just linked, the mental health guide for two weeks, you'll actually be so amazed of how much just better your mind feels that you're no longer getting these bullshit negative hateful. Thought in your mind that you'll be spreading the word of mental health to everyone else around you just like I am. Once you realize that it takes two weeks to improve your mental health, you'll be like a missionary, honestly, just like I am, just wanting to spread this message because you realize how quick it is and you realize that everyone else has been living with poor mental health for years and all they've got to do is meditate for like half an hour over the next two weeks. Click on that full mental health guide right now and add it into one of your YouTube Watch Later playlists. I'm not sure if this one's going to be relatable to you because you're already on self-improvement, so you've probably already done this, but it will be valuable for us to discuss and hopefully you'll want to just take an act of leadership and just tell one of your friends about this. The third way to stop caring so much, and stop giving a fuck. Get off social media. Now, YouTube is technically a social media. Every time, bro, bro every single time I say get off social media, so many people comment, oh, but Hamza, you're on social media right now. Dude. I thought it was common sense, and so maybe it's not, but I'd say educational content like this on YouTube is different, wouldn't you? I'd say that what you're watching right now, where I'm literally just giving you life advice, and maybe your life is literally getting improved from this, this is very different from TikTok, isn't it? I thought that was common sense to begin with, so I never explained, like, oh yeah, like when I say get off social media, it doesn't really include, you know, podcasts or like good videos on YouTube. Stop watching Mr. Beast videos, stop watching like, fuck it. Uh, I turned a penny into... Th- just shut the fuck up. Stop watching that entertainment videos on YouTube, bro. Stop watching that. And then stop watching the just bullshit mindless content on TikTok and Instagram. There is kind of one that I have, and that's Discord. So I don't know if you've joined already, but we have a big Discord server that's linked in the description. It's got like 150,000 of our boys in there talking about self-improvement, talking about like, oh, how, to, how I got to date 90 of no and everything. You can go join completely for free. I don't think it's like totally a social media, but it pretty much is because, you know, it's a chat forum thing, right? I don't really use it that much. But when I do use it, especially when I look into more, of the moderator admin kind of things of it, you know, we've got a big server, so I'll go see what the mods are saying. and Everything it makes me give a fuck in the worst way possible. There'll be a random guy who's like not followed one of our rules, and I'll be pissed off for hours later. And you know, I have to recalibrate myself. I say, bro, it's probably like a fucking 13-year-old who didn't even read like the rules page. Who cares? I sound like a dick, bro. But one hour of my thinking, one hour of me just you know having good mental health is worth about ten thousand dollars. Honestly, like one hour of me just thinking, like brainstorming ideas, because it's literally worth tens of thousands of dollars. If I've wasted. An hour thinking about some bullshit. I've just lost tens of thousands of dollars. Honestly, like, I know that seems silly, but like, an hour of my time is worth thousands now, right? And I literally, I sometimes I'll spend an hour just like triggered over like some random 13-year-old who's like not following one of our rules or, you know, who's posted some bullshit. And I'm just like, I have to stop myself and be like, bro, what's wrong with you? And then I realize, I know this sounds silly, maybe it's not really self-improvement-y. I realized that the problem isn't me. Honestly, I realized that this is like a defect in the human brain that we aren't supposed to feel okay on these platforms that connect us with someone who's far across the world. We're not supposed to be fine with that. There's a book I've been reading recently called *Sapiens*, And it talks about the history of humans, you know, especially from like the early caveman Neanderthal days. And it tells the story of the transition from us being hunter-gatherers. So that, you know, the kind of human who literally just kept on walking, trying to like hunt some shit. We'll set up camp for the night. Then we'll walk more to try and find more food and stuff. The transition from that to the transition of the agricultural revolution and becoming farmers. And you know, it actually said that mankind's biggest mistake was planting a seed. Because as soon as we did that, as soon as we planted seeds, even though we were able to become more... More successful sexually because, you know, we reproduce so much more and the human population really grew so much when we became farmers because, you know, we had more food stability. Human misery skyrocketed because I don't, humans are not really supposed to live in like big cities. What happened at this point, if you're interested, you know, after the first human planted the seed and we started farming instead of, you know, like it's so much easier to just farm instead of going to hunt, right? It's safer, right? Then we totally rely on luck on the elements, on the drought or the famine or the, you know, the rains. We need that shit now. No, we need to stay right here on this farm. All of our family need to come and help us. Let's go have more children. And since we're all living in tight-knit communities, disease is going to spread like crazy. Sure, we got to breed more and have more children. And, you know, that's led us to the modern life that we're in now. But we became miserable, kind of because we got more social now fair enough you know there was like tribes of roaming bands beforehand and that was like the kind of healthy community that we needed as like hunters but the advancement of huge communities especially those with randomers who don't even share any interest with you may just care too much and it just fucked our minds psychologically that's why there is a new update coming to my server we're gonna separate everyone into tribes tribes of 150 500 like a small amount you know the server's got 150,000 people right a small amount of tight-knit people and You're in like a tribe that you're actually dedicated to. There's a tribe leader that I've elected. And with that, we're going to do challenges. And I want, I actually want there. Like I said this to Sam, who's organizing, you know, all the like Discord shit with this. I said this to him in this Discord update coming to our server, where we're going to make tribes, right? I actually wanted to get a little bit toxic. I know like all the mods might complain or something, bro. I wanted to get a little bit tribal because that's what human nature is supposed to be like. We're going to start to compete with each other. Like there's going to be some big movements in our Discord server. And as soon as you get put into a tribe that you actually care about and the tribe leader, you actually respect. And you're thinking, oh, you know, Oh, the tree, uh, tribe alpha is so sick, like tribe beta is like, oh, yeah, they're, they're all trash. Like, you're actually going to get a feeling of what it's supposed to be like being like a natural human again, where you have a tribe of people that you care about. And hey. The other tribes, they might not be that friendly. That's how humans are supposed to live, and I'm so glad that we can recreate that. That's in the Discord link in the description. Just go join right now. The fourth way to stop giving a fuck, and actually one of the most practical ways, which I got from the book, the subtle art, not giving a fuck by Mark Manson, have something else to give a fuck about. Now the thing is, you're most likely always going to have something to think about aren't you? Like the human mind doesn't really switch off, even with meditation and stuff. Like the thing is, you usually do think 60,000 thoughts every single day. You're gonna think about things. You're gonna care about something. Why don't we just choose what to care about? Because right now we're caring about bullshit, aren't we? We're caring about what that dickhead in our class or our, our workplace said to us three weeks ago and we're still thinking about it. We're thinking about this and that. It's things that aren't actually serving us, right? So why don't we flip this around? Understand that we're going to think about something. So why don't we choose something important to think about? Why don't we have some big masculine mission, a purpose to think about? You want to know the biggest thing that really helped me to stop like being a little bitch and just caring so much about every little thing about these randomers? Starting this movement, leading this movement. My brain's too full of the thoughts here that now like what some dickhead in high school thinks of me, like it doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Maybe you're not like this just yet. Maybe you don't really have a priority and in your mind, you've already started coping thinking, oh yeah, well, you know, my studies are like the thing. Is you need something where your brain is actively just thinking about it all day. If that is your study, fantastic. But for me personally, it couldn't have been. Even though that might have been the right thing, it couldn't have been because I simply didn't care enough for that. I didn't care enough for school to actually like give a fuck about that instead of something else. You need something that you genuinely care so much about that you can start to prioritize that over other things. The first thing for me was weightlifting. I would literally go about my day thinking about weightlifting and building muscle and my diet and stuff instead of the bullshit that was happening day to day. That gave me something to think about, and it was practical it was valuable it was growth orientated it was gonna serve me you need something important in your life right now and honestly like this can go to a deeper issue because I know for a fact the reason why most young men are struggling is because your lives are worthless I know that that seems so harsh but most young men are struggling because they have nothing to live for they don't care about their studies they don't care about some like shitty future job that they might be eligible to get if they're a good boy for five to ten more years they don't even feel connected to their own families anymore their friends are dickheads most young men have nothing to live for and so all they do just scroll mindlessly and watch porn and play video games. If you really want to give a fuck about the right things, you need something important in your life. You need something that makes you feel valuable to the world. It has to be something that's like giving to the world to someone else. It has to be. We're supposed to be connected with each other. It can't be this solo journey. Trust me when I say you need to do something that serves the world. And entrepreneurship is the best way to do that because then you get paid whilst doing it. You can do charity work and that's nice. But the thing is, in my opinion, the best thing to do is just be an entrepreneur who really thinks like values service to the people you're trying to serve and also get like a good amount of money back. Because what I want to do is it's also fun to just make money and then, you know, to hire people and to keep scaling up. And now it's like I've got so much to think about that I don't Give a fuck about anything small, bro. I've got like more than ten employees. I'm thinking about them instead of like some random, you know, person. Or oh, some bullshit happened. You know, yesterday we wanted to go skydiving, and the weather, like the guy said, the weather was like, oh yes, it's really dangerous. We looked outside; was like, there was a bit of wind, bro. It wasn't that bad, right? I could have, I could have given, oh, oh, but we paid for these things. Oh, I could have been so upset. I could have cared so much. I could have given such a big fuck. And guess what? I was like, okay, fair enough. I'll just go home and just work again. I'll go home and work on the thing that's really important to me that I actually give a fuck about. You need to develop something of this for yourself. I've got videos on my channel which tells you how to develop a purpose. Go watch those right now. Number five. Know that no one really remembers the awkward or embarrassing things that you did. A lot of people live in the past. And so if you're like this, bro, you're probably constantly thinking about this time that you fucked up and everyone like, you know, laughed at you. And you're thinking that everyone else is judging you based on that in the present. I realized one day, I think I read it somewhere. No one remembers the shitty things that we did previously. No one's thinking about them. We are, but only because we think that other people are. And I realized that I had this belief myself. And maybe you do. Maybe you've been living in the past too much and you've been literally worrying about something that you did a little a while ago, days ago, weeks ago, maybe years ago. And the reason why you're taking it so important, why you're caring so much, why you're giving a fuck about it, is because you think other people are too. But again, just like the first point that we made here, they're probably not. If we really did, if we like investigated their brains and we really could see it, okay, how many times they thought about you over the last year, it'd probably literally be like five. Honestly, I want you to think about this. Do you wake up and think about that cringe thing that random guy from your class two years ago did? You don't, like you might've just remembered something now and be like, oh yeah, well, I, I just did now. But like on average, in a normal, normal day-to-day life without a prompt. You don't think about that random thing that that guy did. Oh, you know, that kid when he was seven years old, he fought. Like, if you're living in the past. You're going to just care about too much bullshit, which you can't even change anyway. Now, it is great to investigate the past, to journal, to write down about your mistakes and think to yourself, okay, how can I escape that mistake next time? How can I learn from that? Fantastic. But constantly just replaying negative memories that doesn't even make you feel good or anything, that doesn't even help you to perform better next time. It's absolutely useless, isn't it? And I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you can literally choose what to think and how to feel. This is like the greatest superpower that men have. You can choose what to think and how to feel. So why don't you just feel great? You can literally turn on the feeling of happiness like this. You just need to choose to. Right now you may be filled with limiting beliefs and say, no, no, I can't. You can choose right here right now to stop thinking about the past. Simple as that. You literally just have to make a conscious choice but first you have to start with the belief that, yep, I can control my emotions. Too many guys think that their emotions, their feelings are dictated by something else and so they go and pop fucking pills and medication and shit instead of just realizing like you you can literally just control your mind. As a man, that's your greatest, like, God-given gift. Just control your mind. I know it's, like, it's condescending, but it's that simple. If you've been getting negative thoughts for a while, just decide not to think negatively. If you've been feeling shit, decide not to feel shit. You can control everything about, like, your mind and your brain, so why wouldn't you? The reason why, quite frankly, is because so many guys actually enjoy living in wallowing pity. So many guys just are happy there because that means that that's their excuse. This is why I respect Tate. Even though I speak so much about the issues of mental health, I respect Tate when he said that depression isn't real. Because the thing is, it does not even serve you to think that it is. The amount of guys limiting beliefs that I've had to destroy to tell them that all this shit that you've been fucking taking from your doctor, you don't even have to. All you need is two weeks of meditating and actually going outside into the sunlight, picking a leaf from a tree, climbing a tree. People don't realize that the cure to mental health and feeling shit is just climbing a tree like you used to as a kid. You've not done that in years and then you expect why you're so depressed and why why you're so anxious when all you do is just go onto fucking Twitter and get into arguments with people about religion and politics. You care so much because you're living like a subhuman. You care so much because you're so paranoid and anxious and neurotic about the past and also the future. When in the present, nothing is happening other than you're just watching a guy on YouTube. In the present, I'm sat here in an empty room just recording this video for my boys. In the present, there's nothing wrong happening almost ever. Maybe maybe once every couple of weeks there's something bad that happens maybe every couple of days one of your parents are just being mean to you okay fine but that negative thing that we obsess over that was in the past or the future that negative thing happens for just a blimp of time for a couple of minutes your parents get angry at you for a couple of minutes this guy's been a dickhead for you and yet we allow our own brains to think about that thing and make us feel like shit for days after you're holding resentment for something that your parents did a year ago why because you're being a dick to yourself. Right now, you may, if you're the kind of person I'm talking to, you may feel resentment towards me and anger towards me as if it's me versus you. And yet what I'm saying would serve you. What you're doing to yourself does not serve you. Holding resentment for something that happened in the past, embarrassing, awkward, being neurotically anxious for something in the future, it doesn't help you whatsoever. And so many guys will just stay here anyway, just because it's like, oh, but that, that's the way to live. Like, no, no, no. Just because your default brain goes there doesn't mean that you can't manually force your brain to just not think of this bullshit thought again. This accidentally led us to the six points of not giving a fuck, which is to practice stoicism. Now, stoicism is a philosophy, which I'm not going to lie. It's so broad that I, I don't really like it so much. It, I think it's important, but I think the most important part of it is actually the emotional stability, the emotional control, the emotional resilience. Once you research stoicism, you look into it, at least for me personally, bro, I could never really get into it. I think being stoic is deeply important, but I think the philosophy of stoicism, it's just too, like, I don't personally understand too much of it, you know, it's emotional stability. Yeah, fantastic. That's masculine. Okay. I'm down for it, but the rest of it, where they start talking about random shit, and it's like, oh, go read Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. Well, I've tried. I've tried so many times. I've literally tried I've flat down. Read the entire book twice. Did not even fucking understand it, bro. Honestly, like half of that shit, I didn't understand. It's just me. Maybe it'd be better for you. But the best part of stoicism is the emotional control that you get from it. Essentially, you don't need to be a stoic for this. You just need to practice emotional stability, emotional resilience. That's what we've just covered before. It's understanding with this belief that you can choose what emotions to have. You can literally just choose to be angry like this. As a man, you can do that. You can choose to be depressed like this. Quite frankly, you're allowing yourself to feel like shit. Most guys, I'll say that again, most guys are allowing themselves to feel like shit. As a man, you have a superpower. You can choose how to feel. That means that if you feel bad, you chose to feel bad. Maybe you disagree with this right now because you're not that masculine and so you haven't tapped into this God-given superpower that we have. But I'm telling you right now that any masculine man who hasn't been castrating his masculine sexual energy through fucking spraying his seed for fucking disgusting porn star. Oh, but protect sex work. Shut up. Any man who hasn't been depleting his masculine energy has total control over his emotions. If you feel bad, it's because you're making yourself feel bad. If you feel depressed, it's because you are making, you're choosing to be depressed. I need to make a whole video on this and I know it's going to trigger so many fucking people, but it's so fucking important. They want you to feel bad. They want you to feel depressed. They want you to be triggered at what I say, even though what I'm saying is serving you and what they're saying is destroying you. And they want you to think that I'm the enemy, but I'm saying the thing that's going to help you more. And they're saying the thing that's going to destroy you. So who's your real enemy? And finally the seventh way to stop giving a fuck is to not compare yourself to other people but instead to choose to compete. There's a subtle difference between these and most people get this wrong. Most of like the castrated men of the modern generation, they say that they're not going to compete against anyone else. And you've probably said this yourself haven't you? Be honest. You've probably said that oh I don't compete against anyone else. You probably said this most guys have said this and they don't even realize where this thought has come from because your ancestors when you say oh I'm not competing against anyone else your ancestors are looking down at you thinking what the fuck? The gladiator in your bloodline is looking at you you and thinking what a bitch. He's probably saying it in Latin. They're seeing you right now with fucking man boobs saying I don't compete with anyone else. The fucking hunters of your bloodline that could run 20 miles to chase down a boar are looking at you and thinking what a bitch. All of the men of our bloodlines of our previous generations are looking down at us with shame when we say shit like oh well, I'm not masculine I don't compete with anyone else. Yes we do. As a man, life is a competition. Of course it is. That's all we do. All we do is compete with each other for status and for women. If you don't tap into this energy, if you don't realize this, if this isn't consciously in your mind, that's because you're not the competition. That's because we defeated you. Myself and other men have literally overtaken you miles ago. So that's why you don't feel like you're competing against anyone else because you've already lost. But men who are actually doing well in life no every second of the day is a competition and this has been destroyed from men this has been called toxic there is a way to compete in a healthy way and to not compare yourself which it fucks your brain a little bit right there's a way to do this and i've realized this now competing is when you and another man are going for the same goal and you want to get there first or do it better than him comparing is when you see someone else and you just think okay he has this thing that i don't that makes me a bad person most people compare just because that's what the nature of social media you know you scroll you see someone who's got so many followers oh you know he's better than me because he's got more followers, or he's got you know a better six-pack than me, so he, he's he's better than me. Uh, that fucks your mind. We don't want to do that. This is why you don't want to use social media to consume content. We don't want to compare, but we want to compete. Competing comes with a goal, it comes with a mission, it comes going for that medal, going for first place, wanting to hit 1 million subscribers. The thing is, right, me and Iman, you know Iman Gaji, me and him didn't even speak about this. Me and him did not have one single conversation with this, talking about who's gonna hit 1 million first. We were both getting very, very close. Did he hit I think I, I hit it first, yeah? We me and him did not have one single conversation, but I'm telling you right now, he's a masculine man. I know for a fact that he was looking at some of our numbers, looking at his, and actually thinking, okay, we're in some kind of subtle competition here a masculine man will always think that and then i saw i was already further ahead and you know like i hit it first and he hits it after me but his rate of growth was faster i saw a video of his where he said like oh yeah and this is the fastest growth of anyone in this space on youtube before and i was like oh <laughs> is it <laughs> just wait bro Just wait, me and him have not even spoke about this, but we are in a subtle competition to 1.5, 2 million subscribers on YouTube. A masculine man always competes because we know, one, that the rewards are amazing, but two, what else are you gonna do with your life? You can see like my biggest smile in this entire video is at the thought of competing for another guy, like racing ahead, like we both have the same goal. Growth on YouTube, and maybe there's a particular milestone, right? We both have the same goal, but who's gonna reach there first? Competition is what brings men alive. It's the thing that we should give a fuck about comparing yourself to someone else, purely toxic. I hope I've explained the difference quite well because I've never really went into it as much detail before. Click and watch this video right now, do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it.